Welcome to Using Your Power. I'm David Andrew and joining me is... Mavine Cora. Well, it's great to be chatting with you today, Mavine. How's it going? Hey, David. I'm doing very well. How's your day? Not bad. I feel a little bit tired today, but you know what? We've been doing a bit of a recording today, and that's kind of energizing in a way. You know, today we wanted to talk a little bit about personal development, because really that's one of the main topics that we're going to be covering at Using Your Power And we know how important podcast number one is, right? Everybody goes back and listens to number one. And maybe if you find us later on when we have episode 100 or episode 200, if you like it, we know you're going to go back to come back to one to listen to it, which is why we're going to try to make this great. But Maveen and I, this is the first time we've been podcasting together. So we're really still figuring out our chemistry at this point. We're still going to make it great or as good as we possibly can, but I think the main point is just to have a lot of fun and maybe establish what it is that we're going to cover on Using Your Power, right? You got it, David. I know uh, if people want to go back to episode one, they're definitely going to see us grow. You're going to see us um, change. You're going to also see why we're in person development and what we're doing in person development and how, you know, what we experience can also be experienced by our listeners and they can use that information to keep growing themselves. Um I know that when episode 100 does come, I'm going to go listen to episode one again <laughs> and uh, really see what we sound like. You're right. I mean, we've known each other now for a couple of years now, but uh, we've never really done this type of podcast or this type of show where we actually go kind of back and forth. We've had conversations, many, uh, many of them, but uh, never really sat down and said, let's just record what we talk about and, and uh, see where it takes us. And that's somewhat what it's based off of, because we used to have all these conversations, and we still do, really. We go to Starbucks or some other coffee house, we get together, we talk about life, we process our problems, and then we get to business eventually at some point. (laughs) Well, as soon as we get past our tangents and our uh, conversations, and I know me, I go off on tangents all the time, and I got to tell you another story, or I got to tell you, give you an example, and and I get pretty excited and uh, pretty excitable that way. So, you know, if I go off on tangents here, just kind of tap me on the shoulder (laughs) or something and uh, tell me to get back in line. Oh, I want to hear your tangents. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that'll be good conversations. I feel like one of the reasons, like, the music entrepreneur is where it's at, is because I've had your help and I've had somebody to bounce my ideas off of. It's really important. Like, I, I do believe in this whole idea of owning the race course or really owning and controlling your business. But that also means at times that you don't always have the feedback you need to move it to the next level. So that's one of the things I've really enjoyed about connecting with you on an ongoing basis. And- Thanks, David. I appreciate that. I mean, those are some really kind words. Um, No, you know, I've enjoyed sitting with you and really just watched you grow. Um, You know, I haven't really done any of the changes for you. You've really had to have experienced those changes, you know, and just taking a look at the website when you first started off and and saying, you know what, this is what I think. This is what I would maybe do or, you know, try. I mean, I've never developed a website i never (laughs) had uh, done any of the things that you had to do and uh, so you know really seeing and and you trusting me on saying you know what you know what maybe this guy has a point i'll make that little change here i'll try this and really trusting the fact that i'm not giving you information that was incorrect it was really was to help you you know develop yourself to develop your business as well right Yeah, having that outsider perspective is very beneficial. Absolutely. And important to today's topic as well. Here's a segue. (laughs) We're going to be talking about personal development. Why does it matter? Why should you care? 
Why would people want to get into personal development? And I kind of want to start with this story, which is I was recently chatting with a friend and he was saying, you know, you know me, anything personal development, I just don't believe in it. The interesting part about him is I, I do think he actually does assimilate or subscribe to certain ideas of personal development. He actually reads pretty heavily even into philosophy and he has very strong opinion, opinionated beliefs about the world. So I don't think the concept is entirely lost on him, but I think what he's describing is, you know, in the workplace, some manager reads a book, you know, on a whim because they don't read books and then they decide, (laughs) Hey, this is an awesome book. Let's get all the employees doing this stuff and let's implement it right away. And then, you know, they'd look for approval from their boss and because they're so excited, they just sell it to their boss. Next thing you know, everybody on the team is now having to study and learn from this book, even though who knows, you know, it could have just been the first book that manager stumbled upon. It may not be anything special, just that like he'd never read it before. So it was exciting and interesting to him. So I think there's, there's sort of that whole thing of like personal development applied to the workplace and now, Oh, but you didn't communicate the right way. Remember what it said in that book? You're supposed to communicate this way. I think, I feel like it's that sort of maybe rigidity sometimes that people associate with personal development. Yeah, you think you're right. And you know, I, I can give you tons of examples from the workaday world. Uh, that's exactly where I'm coming from. You know, I've, I've worked in, in the banks, I've worked in insurance, David, as you know, yeah. I've, you know, I've sold homes, I've sold cars, I've sold technology, you know, and, and it's been interesting to know and see the way that the managers perceive and they come to you. You're right, you know, their head, their own managers are just saying, hey, you need to grow your team, you need to motivate it. And a lot of times these guys are all just positional leaders that mm. are being, you know, told to, to motivate their team. Sometimes they don't even have the right skills to motivate their sales teams, since that's the, the world I'm coming from. Uh, you know, they're just kind of out there trying to tell you, give you that you know, hooray, hooray speech that really doesn't necessarily motivate everybody. Uh, there is a definitely a technique to do so. I think you know that. Uh, me and you, me and you've had the opportunity to throw those techniques off each other. And I'm sure, you know, mm. we've had the conversation where, you know, whatever I say is not meant to uh, hurt you in any way. It really is to help you. But if it comes off a little harsh, understand where it's coming <laughs> from, right? Uh, when you're masterminding, yeah. Yeah, you know, sometimes you just got to give your ideas and and help the person understand where it's really coming from, right? Well, you raise an important question there, which is what's the difference between positional leadership and other leadership? Good point. Um, You know, David, a positional leader to me is someone who has just been put in that position, not necessarily having the right leadership skills as you would expect, you know, let's say your CEOs or your upper management to have, right? A positional leader to me is just someone who's been given the opportunity to maybe take over a new team or maybe start a division, but really has no real experience in maybe sales. Uh, maybe they come from a different, uh, you know, different part of the company, but never really came in there. Now mm. are looking to motivate 10, 20, maybe 40, even 100 people to, you know, hit quotas that their managers are asking them to to attain, right? Um, being in that position can be tough, and it's not for everybody, as, as we know. Um, you know, what is a position? You know, it's something that is supposed to help the people on the team be inspired by, you know, and that's what, to me, what positional leadership can be so are you saying that people that are in positional leadership 
may be formally qualified, but aren't necessarily qualified in other ways to be a positional leader? I think so, David. You know, a lot of people, like I said, are just given the opportunity to, you know, try to prove themselves when they've proved themselves in other facets of life, uh, but have never really, for example, proved themselves in sales. You know, they've they've just uh, been kind of thrown in that position just to say, hey, let's see what you can do. Right. So um, I think the people who will succeed in that positional leadership really do take uh, person development seriously mm. and understand that, you know, knowing and having knowledge and worked in a certain part of the market or segment um, will also give them the experience to continue to grow. That's interesting stuff. But yeah, I think that's oftentimes how personal development comes across to people. And some people do get something out of it. They'll go to like a leadership conference because the whole company will go and learn from from some other leaders or leadership speakers. And then they'll come back and some of the employees will be inspired by that. So sometimes it's also a good thing and not always a negative thing. But I think at this point, we should talk a little bit about what personal development means to us. Because if people only have that association of in the corporate environment, let's bring a book or a resource to the table. And now everybody has to subscribe to it versus self-directed, self-education. I feel like is a completely different thing. So that you're right. Yeah, you're absolutely right. So how would you go about defining personal development moving? What does it mean to you? You know, David, that's a great question. And uh, as I've, as I've grown and I've uh, changed, uh, you know, it, it started to mean different things as I've reached different parts of my life right now. You know, when I was in my early twenties, you know, started getting out of college, starting off my career, personal development meant to me was really moving forward, you know, trying to grow in the companies I was working at, you know, uh, really just focused on work, not really anything else. Um, you know, as I, I've gone through, you know, work and I've tried different things now, you know, I'm in my late thirties now, um, 38 to be exact, you know, and, and I've, uh, I've found different ways to grow and different places to grow now, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, personal development now only doesn't work for work. It's now also for different parts of my life. You know, I'm also married. I'm also looking to be an entrepreneur and start off and do other things. You know, I'm looking to get into wholesaling and just different ideas and different ways to continue, right? So to me, personal development really means is to stay ahead of what's out there in the market, try to learn and try to continue to apply what I'm learning. Hmm. I was going to ask about that because I I wanted to move away a little bit from that corporate conversation. But you're right. If you're in a job and you want to be better or if you want to be promoted or if you want to be a standout employee, then personal development can help you. Now, if you're not indispensable to the company, you also put yourself at risk of being fired (laughs) when you stand (laughs) out from the crowd. Absolutely. But... So the, but then you're, you also increase your potential to be somebody that's indispensable or what Seth Godin calls a linchpin to the whole operation. And then no matter what you do, they're not going to be able to fire you because they see you as being essential to the company. I guess I should talk a little bit about what I think personal development is or what my feelings around it is as well. One of the reasons I think I felt the need to get into it was because my dad passed away when I was 13, about 13 years old. So it's been many years now. I guess it's about 20 years since he passed away. And I still was searching and looking for my identity and trying to figure out my place in the world. And 
I grew up in Japan, but as I came back to Canada, I just didn't really feel like I made quite as many friends and didn't feel like I belong. I've since sort of figured out or I've reconciled that people here are very individualistic. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. And, and, you know, it, in, in different cultures, you're going to find people being different too, right, David? So um, obviously moving from That's right. the Japanese culture, which you're a lot more familiar with than myself, coming to North America, particularly in Alberta, everybody's a little bit more conservative. Yeah. No, that's a big part of it is just the difference in thinking, the culture. Japan might be a little bit more community-minded in terms of how their culture works overall, whereas we can be individuals. But I think, you know, we're sometimes individualistic to the point where it's detrimental to ourselves, actually. Yep, but, absolutely. Yeah, but personal personal development was something that... I, I was tried reading different things. I think I'd often heard that reading was a good thing, like <laughs> readers are leaders or whatever. Yeah, that's one of those uh, quoted sayings. I often don't remember who quoted. said it, but that's one thing I've heard myself. Yeah, totally. So I w first just tried to find things that I could actually read. You know, I used to try like J.R. Tolkien and and Lord of the Rings and stuff like that. And it just didn't capture me. Like I'd still make it through to the end of the book, but it would take me <laughs> months, if not years to do it. Yeah. I've had books like that. I've read that just take you months on end to read and you put it down after one page and you, it's so dry. You can't get through it or it's so exciting, but it really didn't add any additional value to what you're reading when you were done. Yeah, exactly. And then as I got into the music industry and I learned about CD baby and distributing music and such, I, that's when I first heard about Derek Sivers because at the time he was still the founder, a CEO of the company. He's still the, I guess you're once a founder, you're always a founder, but he's now the former founder of, of CD Baby. He doesn't work for them anymore. And through him, I learned about Steve Pavlina. And I think one of the first things I ever read or looked at was not accepting other people's timelines for your life and kind of gave the example of going through, you know, getting a college degree in, in I think, two years instead of the regular four or whatever. And I thought that was pretty amazing. So that was something that I found that I could read and I enjoyed reading. I think it's the other way around, getting a college year, a degree in two years versus the four. The, it yeah. would take four years, which they did in two years. That's correct. <laughs> <laughs> if I said it the other way, I'm sorry. And that's personal development when you do it faster. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> but I think, yeah, that's that sort of goes in line with cha challenging the status quo or challenging the traditional way of thinking and going about things in life. That's sort of what personal development has meant to me as well. So... I enjoyed books on comedy and I enjoyed books on personal development. So that's what I kept on reading other books that didn't always interest me quite as much. And Mav, you and I share that experience of having been a part of various network marketing organizations where personal development is actually pretty significant component to the whole thing. Although I think that they also instill some beliefs and some thoughts that may not always be productive or wholesome or what you need to hear at the time absolutely you know david I, we we both joined the same network marketing group at uh, two different times yes uh you know mine i joined in my earlier earlier to mid 20s you know uh almost about 10 to 13 years ago now you joined i think about what 
five years ago, if I remember correctly. That's about right, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, we definitely experienced similar things, it, almost on uh, parallel parallel things, just on different timelines, it feels like. you know. And one of the things, you're right, we're stressed, and always we're stressed about reading and uh, listening to CDs and yeah. and you know and growing your personal self and, and and then applying those things as well right to that business that we were in yeah. and uh, you know th- that has its place absolutely and I mean for my own personal development that was one of the things that made me want to learn and grow myself so you know I'm not going to take anything away from the that portion of the uh, direct marketing yes. but I will say that you know the other parts of it but you know I'm not going to speak to her at this point in time but you know just on the personal development side it did make a huge difference right I never used to read books you know I, I never even wanted to you know I got out of school and I was excited and and you know I said I, everything I need to know I already learned you know I came from that mindset and if I just work and grow and and just you know do what they tell me I'll, I'll be successful and then I, jo- I, you know, just like you joined uh, the direct marketing. And from there, I learned, you know, you do need to read. And I started reading and yeah. not just one book. You know, I started reading multiple books at a time and and finishing multiple books and, you know, 10 books a year, which was huge for me at that time. It's very much a people business, right? So it probably opened you up to the, at least opened you up to the idea of talking to more people and making more connections and building relationships and things like that. And those were some of the values that were instilled in us, I guess, without maybe getting into the really negative side of uh, what can be network marketing at times. We can get into that later. But yeah. Right now, we're not going to get into that. <laughs> we're going to stick to our, our personal <laughs> development topic. That's right. So we've talked a little bit about how we feel about personal development. I think now we're ready to get into why does personal development matter? That's a great question. Um, I mean, going back to even going back into history, I think always they've always taught person development in one way or another. Mm. Um, You know, again, depending on if our listeners here are into religion, not into religion, doesn't really matter, you know, but they've always had books. Even 2000 years ago, they had some sort of scriptures or whatnot and they were considered the books of the time right although this a lot of this information was memorized and passed on through memory or on some sort of tablet or whatnot but they've always talked about having ethics and morals and uh, being a good person right and i think that's what personal development really comes down to in myself at where i am right now it's about ethics and doing the right thing and and just being the best person i can be uh for where i am right now and for where i want to go in the future what if you like instinctually know the kind of person that you are and want to be is there still value in trying to think about personal development or applying personal development to your life absolutely i mean with an ever-changing world david um you can see that you know what you know today will change again tomorrow yeah. right so if if you continue to believe who you are today you won't actually allow yourself to grow right and if you let yourself grow and and move with the times you know as you can see we had an iPhone 1 and now we're coming on to iPhone 7 as of this recording right, right? look at all the little things that changed in that phone are you still using your iPhone 1 if I had one. If you had one. You would, would you still be <laughs> no, using it? No, I probably wouldn't. I probably would upgrade. Right? You'd probably upgrade and change with the times, right? Yeah. So if you were closed-minded, you probably would just bought that one phone. You'd probably still be on a rotary if you even know what that is, David. Yes, I do. <laughs> so you'd have that phone. You might have a plug into your wall. You know, you got to use a quarter. You know, you would never grow. But if you take what's coming at you 
on a daily basis and change and grow along with it because you're learning about yourself. And that change within self, I think, allows you to become that person that you think you are, but even better than that person that you think you are. Yeah, personal development, I feel like it's it's like holding up a mirror to yourself. And what do you see in that reflection? Because you could, in your mind, you could conceive an idea of who you are. Like, just to give an example, maybe you think you're totally fit and you got a six-pack and you got big <laughs> pipes. And then you look in the mirror and you go hold on a second, you know, when I take an honest look at myself, I don't I don't have all that yet. I'm still working on it. No, you're still scrawny. You have that <laughs> gut sticking out. And uh, you're, you're actually got a hairy chest when you thought it was all nice and shaved, looking all nice. So, so part of it is we're deceived. We don't always see ourselves. We, I think to an extent we all think we're special and, and maybe we are in different ways. But I think when all things being equal, we all have the opportunity to be better and to be more than we are, right? Absolutely, David. What do you think uh, self-image and and personal development have to do with each other? Well, I think that's why I, I, one of the reasons why I got into self-development is because of having a very weak self-image. I still wouldn't say that I've reached the perfection of humanity, but I think I've gained a lot of confidence through the things that I've done. And I'm still a sensitive person to this day, but I feel like I get over that. Like if something bugs me, it doesn't take me weeks to get over it now. It's like give it a day or two to process it and I'm good to go again. But I am the kind of person that when something first hits the pond, if you were to think of me as the pond, and there's a ripple out effect, even if it's just a pebble, I, I that's kind of how I experience things. That's right. kind of how I feel things. So I need to be able to process it. And being a sensitive person, like earlier in my life, it would have taken me a long time to maybe process just a little ripple in the pond whereas now a huge rock could be thrown into the mix and it'll take me less time to process it so that's just one metaphor for the way in in which i've changed and improved i think my self-image through the process of of studying and learning personal development do you have any thoughts to add to that absolutely david i think uh you hit something on on the nose here letting go I think that's huge. Mm. You know, when when you when you experience something, it's not part of your self-image. You have to let go, right? And that actually helps grow your self-image, right? Um, I'm going to give you a story. It is a Buddhist story, a little mm. different, but you no. know, hopefully our uh, our uh, listeners here can appreciate the story. Oh, I love to hear it. Um, you know, there's two monks walking in a forest, and they've um, talked talked about being celibate and not touching a woman, and just really focusing on being that Buddhist, right? And then getting that enlightenment. And they're walking in a forest one day and they come across a river and at the river there's a lady standing there and the lady's crying because she can't cross this river so the one monk goes ahead and crosses the river the second monk picks up the lady and says let's cross the river so he crosses the river with her and drops her off on the other side she's very grateful and thankful to him and he they two monks continue on the way and the lady continues on her way but an hour hour and a half later the one monk turns to the other monk and says you know what I'm not happy with what you just did. You, you picked up and broke yourself. You know, you picked up this lady. You broke yourself, Bessie. You touched. You know, you touched a lady. You broke the rules, man. And 
you know, I don't know exactly how that conversation went, but, you know, he wasn't happy with him. And he said, you know, I, I've put this lady down hours ago, but you're still carrying her with you. Mm. You know, I think there's such a lesson to be learned in that. Now, apologize for not being able to tell the story exactly how it goes, but I think it really does give the, the just of what I'm trying to say with letting go of things and growing your own self-image. Like the idea of carrying baggage or luggage with you long after Absolutely. something has occurred or happened in your life. Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. And like I talked about the fact that my dad passed away earlier in my life. Like that's a piece of luggage that I could continue to carry with me. I think to some extent, you know, you never forget the people that pass away that are important to you. But you don't have to continue to carry the burden and the hurt and the loneliness and the isolation that you that's feel right. continually for the rest of your life. That's that's, right. that's unnecessary. Carry the memories, right? You, you yeah. know, you help your dad live through the memories, and that's huge, right? And and you're right. Those that baggage, I mean, can stay with you forever if you allow it, it to. Definitely right? can. You know what? What steps did you take, David, to kind of you know, I'm not saying that you've gotten over that death because I don't think you ever can. But yeah. you know, what steps have you taken to kind of minimize the baggage? Well, I think that's a really interesting question. I do feel like the books that I delved into have had a part in in helping me overcome that. I think for one thing, I recognized that there was this deep, dark valley that had to be. The only way to get through something is to go through it, and the longer you stay there the harder it is to, to get out you, because you become rather familiar with your own difficulties or self-pity and so on. So first of all, it's just recognizing that there is this deep, dark valley that I had to go through. And then it was a willingness to go through it day by day. Let me, let me stop you. How did you see that valley, David? Because, I mean, when you're in it, sometimes you don't necessarily see around it. So how did you really see where you were uh, to start making that change? It's a question of interpretation. I think one of the reasons I was able to recognize it is just by observing how my family's members were dealing with it or really not dealing with it in a right. lot of ways. And that caused me to realize that staying in that place was was unhealthy. But the whole thing about interpretation is, and this is something that's going to be in my upcoming book as well, we have to be careful with how we interpret life events because if we interpret them the the wrong way or in a way that isn't totally healthy that's how we create more baggage that we just continue to carry with us so it was this question of how do i interpret my dad's death how do i interpret the new circumstances that I'm in, in the situation that I'm in. I was in Japan, I had a dad, now I'm in Canada, and I don't have a dad. And it took a long time for me to interpret all those things, all those changes, my new surroundings, my new friends, schools, all that kind of stuff took time. But I think as I've continued to observe people here and i've lived in in this culture for quite a while now because i was born in canada <laughs> and then i returned to canada so it kind of is is my home in a sense i i love japan too is those differences for at first caused a lot of friction for me you know what uh I understand what you're saying, because even as kids growing up, you know, um, I was born in Montreal and, and growing up as a kid there, you know, even 
being different, you know, than the kids right. that were there, right? I mean, um, no secret, I'm of the East Indian descent, and <laughs> you know, I look different. I, I wear different clothes. I may have a different accent, and you know, and not everybody understands that, right? So when you're from a different culture and you come back to Canada, or you know, you're, you're from a different culture and you join the culture that's already where you live. You know, I'm born in Canada myself, and you know, people see you different. It's such a weird, weird feeling, right? But you know, it is taking the the steps and sitting down and trying to understand nothing you did wrong. Yeah. You know, I, I think that's huge. Understanding you didn't do anything, and but you still have to grow from it. Yes. Right. So. Yeah, no, it's still it's still up to me to make up that decision. You know, it's it's when you have been in personal development for as long as I have, which I feel like was 2007 was kind of my beginning, even though I might have had some introductions here and there along the way. There's so many you you think of so many resources that have helped you like and I think I think of some of the things I learned like five years ago, which was take responsibility for your life. <laughs> Absolutely, and you know, when you first start getting into person development, that is one of the things you're not getting into it for. You're not getting into personal development to take responsibility for your life. At first, you aren't. No, you're you're really just getting in. You're like, hey, someone recommends you picking up a book or you know checking out some audio program that they recommend that they had heard or you know or reading even reading just a simple newspaper article that they found inspiring or reading a book that they found inspiring. They hand it to you and. You start reading these, and then those little sentences in these books written by these wonderful authors, they start speaking to you, and they start impacting you in a way that you weren't expecting it to, right? And and for me, I, I'd, I'd start reading, and I'd close the book. I said, whoa, that's a little deep. I don't want to mm. start getting into that. That's not what I, you know, this is just a simple book. Why is it impacting me in different ways? And, uh, you know, when you allowed yourself to be impacted and just be open um that person development portion of the story that you're reading the book can make a huge difference right i think at this point we need to ask one final question but a really important one which is why or who is personal development for i think really the the fundamental answer is everybody, everybody. but yep. we need to have a good explanation of why that is do you want to give that a try yeah for sure i think um, it is for everybody and the reason i believe that is you know if you want to be an important part of society or if you have any desire and some people say you know what i don't have an i don't want to be a part important part of uh, society that's okay but you can still impact your family. You can still impact your friends. You can still impact your dog if you have one, you know, just through personal development, you know, learning how to treat somebody better. That's just one small part of a personal development. Now, and that's for people that don't want to potentially, right? But for people who want to grow and succeed and, you know, I look around the room we're sitting in right now and there's tons and tons of books in here. And, yeah. you know, I, I see you, David, as someone who wants to grow and, you know, myself as well. I got maybe a little bit less books than you do, but I have uh, definitely do have books at home and, and you know, pictures on my walls and everything, you know, of things that I want. And, you know, it's for everybody, I think, personal development. And again, the why. When you have a goal, David, um, personal development is huge because when you want to strive to get something, you will find ways to work within yourself to have that goal come true. So, 
you know, do I believe everybody has a goal? I really do. Are they big goals? Not for everybody. But for yourself, that goal you have is your big goal. So find that, you know, whatever it is that motivates you and, you know, get working. Right. So we could also say that personal development is for anyone that has a goal, which I think we can safely assume is everybody. It's just we're not always aware of what those goals are. They can sometimes be a little bit more subversive than we realize. But when we have that mirror, like I was talking about earlier, when you have that mirror pointing back at you, you begin to go, oh, that's right. I do have fitness goals. I do have financial goals. I do have health goals. I do have relationship goals. And now you're you're sort of coming back to the person that you are in a way. You're rediscovering what it is, who who you're about, and what things motivate you, or what things excite you, or what things that you would love to see happen in your life. So I think that's that's probably personal development for for anybody, you know. I agree, David. And the other thing, you know, as you're speaking, I'm thinking of here too is. You know, uh, I believe it was Einstein that said, if you continually do the things that you've done, you're going to keep <laughs> getting the same results. Yeah. You know, uh, if if you keep doing what you have done, w- then you don't need personal development. But keep in mind, you probably won't grow past where you are. You know, um, personal development doesn't have to be hard. And I think when people think about personal development, they may think it's something really super hard that they need to do, you know, every single day and put 100% effort into it. But you know what? Even 1% effort each day will eventually get you to 100%. You know, uh, it'll get you to do 2%, maybe 3%, 10%, 100% eventually um, as you continue through that process. Well, we know that perfection is impossible, right? So if that's your goal, then, I mean, I think the thing about personal development is it is a never-ending journey in a sense because you will never achieve perfection, but you can achieve a better place than where you're at. And it's not necessarily about constant like discontent or dissatisfaction with who you are. You can be content and growing at the same time. You can learn to appreciate your surroundings and who you are and where you are right now on the way to where you're going. And I, I feel like that's actually a faster way to get to where you want to go. Yeah. You know, you said that well, and, and, and it made me think of a question I wanted to ask you is, you know, who are maybe some of your top three personal development um, leaders that you listen to? Well, there, read. yeah, I mean, that's, that's a really good question. And there have been a lot through the years and it's changed a lot early on. Obviously Steve Pavlina was a pretty major influence. I did kind of make this personal development full circle and come back to Steve Pavlina at one point recently. So that was, that was kind of fun. I'm not sure if I can immediately think of others. I guess Brian Tracy, Zig Ziglar have been pretty major influences along the way too. Right. How about you? Uh, Myself, you know, when I first started to listen to podcasts, I really uh, listened to this one uh, podcast called Motivation to Move with Scott Smith. You know, it Mm. really gave me the feeling, you know, I could really also impact other people. And it's taken me a lot through my journey through personal development to go get even get to this place where we're recording our uh, you know episode well, here it's kind and, of a big deal yeah absolutely you know and, and that's part of the journey and it's part of learning and it's part of um finding the the leaders that you want to um 
follow and listen to 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 be motivated right now um i still listen to the those podcasts every so often but i've also moved on to other ones Uh, as i was uh, just in a sales career prior to this you know i was um listening to a lot of donald kelly you know on the sales evangelist because that made huge differences for me you know i wanted to learn get those quick nuggets so i can apply them at my work right away you know now being uh in a little bit different place right now just uh taking that little time off work and not going back to work for a little bit putting uh the steps in place to you know start my own businesses i have this podcast with you you know um i've been reading a lot more right so reading uh and not just listening right so one of the things i like to read is to keep myself grounded right and i'm you know the way i do that is a bit different from everybody some people listen to music i like reading about spiritual stuff that kind of helps me keep keeps me grounded and it helps me understand where i fit in into the big picture well, that's the thing, right? Like for me nowadays, business books have kind of become the more important facet of what I'm doing because I think you can sort of go over the goal setting and productivity things over and over and over again to the point where you kind of you kind of have eternal internalized it in a way, or at least you've figured out systems for yourself that work. That's why I've probably leaning more towards business stuff because I have a lot to learn in that sense. So some of the more recent ones have been like Tim Ferriss, known for the four-hour work week, of course. Really great inspirational book. I think you would have to adapt it to today's day and age to make it work for you if you really wanted to do the four-hour work week thing. But there's still so many great points in there. And then Joe Polizzi, interestingly enough, he's from the Content Marketing Institute, and he wrote a book called Content Inc., which is really good. You wouldn't necessarily associate that with the personal development thing, but that's the first thing he talks about. The first thing he talks about in his his book is, I have my goals. I look at them every day. Here's how we have things set up in my family. This is how we work together and support each other in our goals. And I thought, that's great. That's really amazing. So personal development... uh, I guess inspiration and motivation comes from different sources too. Absolutely, you know, and you made me think of something while you're saying that again too, David. Uh, you had a great point, and even in in a fictional story, there's always person development with in the characters themselves especially paulo coelho type books absolutely and that's my favorite author and you nailed it on the (laughs) nailed it on the head right but you know there there's something with the way he writes right he he has a way to tell a story connect you to each character and really he takes you through this personal development journey you know every one of his books are actually a personal development book in my opinion you know although they hit on different topics all the way from you know um finding your path to finding you know past lives and everything in between Hmm. um you know but he gives it he writes it in such a way that you really connect right and any author obviously the two books you named as well they may not be on the personal development list and i put that in quotations yeah uh, but you know they will give you ways to develop yourself if you choose to take the information out of that book and apply it back to yourself yeah exactly 
Well, do you have any thoughts before we wrap up our first show? Oh man, David, it's it's been an excellent show. You know, it's for me. I, you know, I'm a little nervous. Obviously, it's our first show. I think I've done a great job. You've done an excellent job yourself. Oh, thank you. Uh, my final thoughts on personal development is, you know, if you stop moving, you stop growing, and things that stop growing typically die. So, you know, for our listeners out there, you know, continually find ways to grow. Um, you know, through personal development, and that sometimes just me- means being your best or being better than your best but don't compare yourself to other people right you know that's what i want to probably leave it with right now yeah that's great what was the quote don't compare your bloopers to somebody else's highlight reel yeah yeah (laughs) yeah definitely don't do that well it's bob saget i think (laughs) (laughs) is it really i don't know (laughs) if it is awesome Well, it's been really good connecting with you listeners. I am David Andrew Weeb, and joining me was... Maveen Cora. And we are can be found at usingyourpower.com. We are using your power. How's that sound? We're using your power to help you dig deeper and improve your life. Awesome. Love it. So we'll connect with you, with you again next time. Awesome. Thank you. Thanks.